This is Podco Media Networks. Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Each week, we'll be talking with real people with real stories about things they have not said or done or have said or done in their workplace that required bravery. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Everts. I'm the host of Be Brave at Work and the founder and president of Excelliate Leadership Development. Thank you so much for joining us this week. And if you have been listening over the last couple of months, you have heard a lot of great stories from a lot of real people about ways that they have demonstrated bravery in the workplace. And you can hear those recordings on a variety of locations, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Pandora, Stitcher. The list is endless places that you can go to hear these great stories and listen to these great people. I encourage you to find some time to be able to do that. We've also learned a lot of lessons. We've heard from a lot of people about how they think about bravery in the workplace and ways that they've shown bravery in the workplace in order to help their careers progress. And some of those lessons had to do with showing bravery and sometimes not doing something that needs to be done and showing bravery and holding back and not doing the next step or saying the next thing in order to make great progress. And I'm really excited today to welcome a guest in a different time zone. Christian Perez is a host of the Masters of Life podcast, speaking with high performers on how to adopt skills to help others get better at what they do. Hi, Christian. Hey, Ed. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. We are thrilled to have you here. Tell us a little bit about what you do. Really quickly, I was in medical sales for three years. I was a road warrior during that time. So I was always listening to self-development podcasts, but I wanted to be the one to ask those questions. So now I have a podcast called Masters of Life, like you said, where I have guests teach my listeners a certain topic to help them, quote unquote, master their lives. Fantastic. And how long have you been hosting the podcast for? I've been doing this since June 2019. And I'm sure even inadvertently, you've heard some bravery stories from some of the folks that you've spoken to. Yeah. One of the questions that I have on my podcast is really something that has shaped who you are today. And a lot of it is bravery stories where they decided to do something that wasn't something that a lot of people would do. But look at them now. They're on my podcast. (laughs) Yeah. And that's a lot about what we learn about bravery is oftentimes it's taking the next step or saying the next thing that needs to be said that's really hard to do. And while I'm not suggesting it's only bravery that influences it, certainly bravery plays a huge role in being able to move forward. 100%. And what about you? When you think about bravery in the workplace, what words or phrases or thoughts come to mind? Well, the word that always comes to my mind is leadership. Great communicators. I think bravery is something that a lot of people look after in their leaders. So being bold, thoughtful, action takers, courageous, understanding, these are all traits of leaders. And it really helps influence people to do other brave things. So do you think many of the leaders that you've seen or have talked to or have worked with have exhibited all of those qualities or are there some areas that they could spend a little bit more time working on and getting better at? Well, I think in their own right, they are exhibiting those traits, but I think they also need to be able to give that to others. They express their bravery, but they don't encourage bravery in their organization. Yeah, I love that. Part of what you're talking about is what we call role play or mentoring, right? Where you're behaving in a certain way, not only for your own impact and influence, but also to help others see what behaviors or actions or words that they could take in order to make great progress. Is that a little bit about what you're referencing? Yep, exactly. How about you, Christian? When you think about a story or something that's influenced you or that you've done a little bit differently, you know, what would you love to share with us today? 
Yeah, I personally, this was very recently within a year, I had an interview with a medical device company and this was over the phone. And I wanted to make sure I understood the company culture because my past experience wasn't so pleasant. So when I researched their financials, I saw that they made huge investments in acquiring companies. This means to me that they spent a lot of money on acquiring businesses versus investing in their people and their own products. I asked the hiring manager, I said, what does this mean? What does this show? And they were extremely impressed with the question. And it showed them that I was more involved with how they ran the business versus why they should hire me. A lot of candidates are going to ask the question of, what are you looking for in a great candidate? As opposed to asking, how can I help your business? Why is your business running this way? And I think a great candidate wants to understand a business because, like I said before, it shows leadership potential. And being brave is a quality of all leaders. So I advise everyone to challenge the red flags in their organizations because those are the people that move up in a company and those are the people that find fulfillment in the jobs that they do. Absolutely. I think that's one of the lessons that we're hearing from people who are joining the podcast as guests is that these steps they take or things they say in reflection really help them. In the moment, it was very hard to do and it took some courage in order to make that next step. But in hindsight, as they look back, it seemed to be really, really positive. So did the interview work out well or not well or what happened on that front? It did. I moved forward. And so on that note, it can be difficult sometimes to approach higher level management on certain questions and challenge them on your concerns. But if you don't do things like that, then you're not pushing yourself to be happy where you're at. And so a lot of people, I think, get stuck in their, oh, this company is not so good. This company does this, this and that. But maybe you just don't understand the full picture and you're not understanding what's going on and you're being an employee versus a management level thinking. Yeah, you know, and you use a phrase that a lot of people echo, which is this idea of higher management. When we hear about people being brave, sometimes they don't show bravery with certain people because those people are in higher management. Hence, they're afraid to ask a question or make a suggestion because that person's in a higher level of authority or is more powerful than they are, etc. So they cower and literally don't ask that question. I'm just wondering from your perspective is asking questions and finding the bravery to ask questions of higher level people good. So it's really all about being tactful. When you have confidence, when you ask and you challenge these upper level managers, confidence is understanding what you have to offer, but at the same time being open to learning. That second part, open to learning, is the key difference between confidence and arrogance. I think if you want to come off as confident, then you'll be able to ask those questions without seeming arrogant. Leadership doesn't want to see somebody below them come off as arrogant. This is how things should be done. Why is this things like this? But if you confront them with the intent to learn more from them, then it will be easier to speak with them about the issues that you're having. I love that because tactfulness is a true great leadership skill. I do training on conflict management and navigating conflict. And we always talk about the fact that when you find yourself in a different perspective or opinion with somebody else, regardless of what you say, how you say it and always being respectful is key. Because if you're not respectful, that might strike somebody more importantly than what it was that you were saying in the first place, right? So this ability to be kind of tactful and 
I don't want to say polite, but courteous in respect to what you're thinking or how you're thinking it can help make a big difference. That's really the whole reason why I think a lot of people are afraid to do certain things or say certain things because they don't know how to be tactful about their approach. A lot of the work that I see people do that I think is great is not give them advice on what to say, but how to start it. I think oftentimes, if you and I had a difference of opinion, I might not share it with you because I really don't know how to start it. I don't know how to say what I want to say in a way that'll encourage you to listen and participate. And so how I start it and how I bring this difference to you can be as important as what the difference is as well, right? So I think you're sharing some really, really good insights about being tactful, about thinking about what it is you need to say and being courageous and confident in what it is that you need to say. Those are great, great lessons for people to hear. Ed, if I may, and we can talk about these things in the three tips, but one of the tips that I have for people is to think, think, think. Don't jump to conclusions. It's like math or chess. It's really about understanding conceptually what you're doing, not trying to memorize certain things. If you're trying to have a conversation with a leader, with leadership, and you're in front of a mirror in the morning, okay, this is what I'm going to say, this is what I'm going to say, but you don't understand what exactly your point is and your message, you're going to get stumped by any objection. So I think it's important for people to take away is that you need to understand the situation, understand both points of views, so you can better combat the conversation. And if it goes awry, at least you're prepared because you know what your message is and you can always steer it back to the path that you want it to take. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people would describe what you're describing as context, right? That you want to understand the big picture and where this topic or item falls within that big picture and really understand the context of what it is that you want to be brave about. Some people say it's more important to win the battle than to win the war. Lots of people go in expecting to win the war. And oftentimes you want to make baby step type progress. And so if you can win smaller battles or be braver in smaller battles, your likelihood of prevailing may be greater. 100%. So you mentioned one tip, this idea of thinking and ensuring you kind of understand the context of what it is that you're describing or working in. Do you have some other tips that you'd love to share? Yeah, really quickly. Tip number one is you have to find mentors and surround yourself with people who are brave. We don't innately become brave. We don't innately know what it takes to be brave or to approach certain situations with tactfulness. So being able to see, quote unquote, brave in action, I mean, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So that's simple. I think another great role of a mentor, we could do a whole series of podcasts just on mentoring, but that's also a great person who you can role play with and say, hey, I need to have a conversation with my boss or I need to have a conversation with a colleague. It's a really touchy subject. I know she's not going to want to hear this. Can I try some entry statements or ways to bring up the topic? I'd love your reaction. I'd love your thoughts, et cetera. So I'm a big fan of accountability partners. I'm a big fan of mentors, people who you can practice and try things with because your ultimate goal isn't to necessarily prevail, but you do want to ensure that you treat that person with respect and they feel good about participating in the conversation versus it turning into a battle and everything getting more worse than it was before you started. I completely agree because if you don't have that accountability partner, like you're saying, then when you approach the situation, things go out the door. Everything that you've practiced goes out the door. And if you're not having that practice with a real life person, you're going to get this fire. Oh, I'm ready to tackle this person. I'm ready to challenge this person. And it's just going to spiral downhill faster than you can imagine. I'm anxious to hear your next tip. So number two is to do things that make you uncomfortable. Speak up. 
go to networking events, try to meet new people, ask for discounts. I know that's a tough one because we all don't want to seem like that kind of guy, but challenge your insurance bill. That's something that I have had personal experience with since I've moved out of my parents' home. You're going to get a bunch of people who are going to overcharge you for services that you don't need. And if you don't challenge them, you're going to get charged, charged, charged like nobody's business. It's important that you speak up for yourself and you question what's going on. But do these things with an understanding. And like I said, that leads on to tip number three, which is really to understand the situation so that you can better approach and tackle all these difficult situations. Going back to that second tip, right? Part of what you're describing isn't just bravery in the workplace, but in some ways, bravery in life. And I'm sure for many of our listeners, even picking up the phone and calling the cable company or the phone company to attempt to negotiate a different price is hard. They just don't have the confidence or don't feel they're going to engage in it well. Or as we all know, lots of people like to avoid conflict. So the whole idea of engaging in that kind of conversation may not be worth it. Yet, I think what you're suggesting is understand the context of what you're attempting to navigate. Maybe write out some talking points or things that you might want to ensure that you say, but get more into the habit of calling and asking and getting curious and challenging or looking for better options than the ones that you have. Couldn't have said it better myself than when people go out there and they actually go and do these things, they have to think if they don't do these things, someone else is going to do it anyway. So it might as well be you. You might as well be the one to get that discount. You might as well be the one to tear down your insurance bill, your phone bill, your whatever. And you might as well be the one to challenge leadership about topics that are affecting you and your culture and your work. Well, listen, these have all been fantastic tips. I know all of our listeners will be able to benefit from the advice that you got. And actually, for folks that are listening, I'd encourage you to listen to this podcast a second time so you can catch up with the number of ideas that we shared today in order to help you think a little bit better about and look for ways to be braver in the workplace. So Christian, before we go, I'd love for you to be able to tell folks how they can get in contact with you if they'd like to talk a little bit more about your suggestions or a little bit more about your business. Yeah, of course. Instagram is the best way to get in contact with me at Masters of Life Podcast. I post daily business fun facts. And then obviously you can find my podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, where I have weekly tea at Masters of Life Podcast. Christian, thank you so much for your thoughts and experiences and time today. It was my pleasure. And if I may, Ed, just one last parting advice for people, especially struggling in the workplace to be brave, is that you just need to do it and you just need to speak up because then it just gets easier from there. I would tell you that the vast majority of my clients who are struggling with an activity or a statement that they need to make that they have been avoiding two months later would call me and say, Ed, I said what I needed to say and it feels fantastic. Mm -hmm. There's this opposite world, right? Where up to that point where you say it, you don't want to do it and you're trying to avoid it and rationalize it, et cetera. But once you do it, it feels fantastic. So I couldn't agree more. Christian, thank you so much again for your time. And for all of our listeners, we want to thank you for once again listening to Be Brave at Work. We'll be back again next Monday where we'll have another real-life guest talking about real-life bravery in the workplace. And we'll ask you as you think about things that are happening to you in the workplace, things that you need to say or things that you need to do, just be brave. Thanks and have a great week.